Welcome to the Lingostown Life Podcast, where our community seeks to love God and love others. Here you'll find timely teachings, important conversations, and encouraging devotionals to improve your life and help you deepen your faith. In this week's sermon, Pastor George preaches about when it's appropriate to shout. This sermon was originally preached on November 13th, 2022 at Lingostown Life in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. Okay, we're going to, uh, to open the scriptures this morning to, uh, to Psalm 100. We're going to get around to some shouting this morning, okay? And uh, <clears throat> what we're going to do this morning, we're actually going to read this scripture together this morning. Uh, you can follow along on the screen. It's on your sermon outline. It's in your bulletin if you want to follow along with that. There's also fill the blanks. And uh, if you haven't already figured out what the blanks are to fill in, you might want to do that this morning, okay? Uh, so what we're going to do is we're going to read this together because the Psalms, which are songs that the, uh, the ancient Israelite church would sing as they went to worship God in the temple together, uh, they didn't do it alone. They did it together, okay? So we're going to do that this morning, all right? So I want you to join me. We're going to read together. The words are up here. So here we go. Shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful songs. Know that the Lord is God. It is he who made us, and we are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. For the Lord is good and his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. We shout about a lot of things in life, don't we? When we stop and think about it, we shout about a lot of things. We, we shout at sporting events, okay? When your team scores, you shout, right? And you do that with, with the hundreds or thousands of other people who are around you. You even do it at home, I bet. Okay, even if you're all by yourself. Um, we, we shout when we see a mouse, when we see a spider, you know, all those kind of things that people freak out about. We, we, we shout then. Uh, we shout when we get good news. I mean, anytime you get good news, there's always a reason to shout. Uh, anybody here shout at drivers? Yeah. I've probably even shouted at you once or twice, uh, probably. Um, when, when we see someone we haven't seen for a long time, do we shout? Uh, two weeks ago, we were, we were walking through, through Walt Disney World, and all of a sudden, these this two arms came and grabbed a hold of me, and, and I'm, I started to shout and, and realized that it was Dave Beiser, the pastor from Cross Point. We meet each other more at Disney than we do anywhere else. Um, I don't know what that means, but, but anyway, when you see someone you haven't seen for a while, you shout, right? Um, we shout when we want to be heard in a crowd. If there's a, a crowd of people around, we want everybody to hear us, we have to shout. Uh, we have to, we shout when our favorite song is played. Maybe when, you know, Tears for Fears comes on, you just join the crowd and say, shout, shout, you know, every, okay, whatever. I'm, I won't sing anymore. Um, we shout when we want to control a situation, you know, like when there's a two-year-old running around, okay? You know, we shout. 
uh, or, or we might want to control a situation or person. We do a lot of shouting. We shout a lot, okay? Uh, sometimes it's a shout of joy. Sometimes it's a shout for all the wrong reasons, okay? But the author of Psalm 100 was calling the Israelites to worship God with a shout of joy. And that's what we want to talk about today, why we need to shout with joy. And, and I mean, why not? I mean, when you stop and think about it, um, I know you're not shouting Methodists, okay? We do good to get you to clap on a few songs, so shouting Methodists is not, you know, big thing here. But, but could you give God a shout of joy this morning? I mean, you, you have something that you're joyful for that you want to shout about this morning? Oh, my. Where's Paul when you need him, you know? Paul McReynolds, he knew how to get people excited in church and give people, get people a shout, right? All right? So got any of that shouting in you? They told you you're not shouting Methodist. Okay. We'll just move right along, okay? <clears throat> We're going to work on that one, okay? Uh, the psalmist reminds us when we start reading through the psalm that our joy, the reason we shout, is a result of recognizing the promises and the blessings that we have because of our relationship with God. And that's why we're supposed to shout. That relationship then is outlined in the third verse of, of this psalm, and it reminds us that we are God's creation. And the imagery is used here of, of the sheep and the shepherd. And so that reminds us that we have a good shepherd, a good shepherd who leads us beside still waters and leads us into green pastures. And in, in the last verse, the psalmist reminds us that our shouts of joy come about because we recognize God's love and God's faithfulness. So in this season of gratitude, as we, as we look at these messages throughout this series, really what we're trying to do is get to a point in our lives where we recognize daily God's love and faithfulness and in turn live the kind of gratitude and express the kind of gratitude that this psalm calls us to do. But before we get to shouting about God, I want to tell you one thing that you shouldn't be doing, and that is the first thing on your outline this morning. Don't shout at others. Don't shout at others. Now, pastors should never have to preach this part of the sermon, okay? But it's pretty obvious when you look around today that we need to be reminded of this. Don't shout at others. Okay? And I'm not just talking about what you need to tell your kids. I'm talking about what you and I all need to learn. We don't want to shout at others. I mean, we spent the last, I don't know, year or six months or something shouting at each other. What did that accomplish? I mean, I'm glad we don't live in Georgia. We'd have another four weeks of that shouting, you know? Be glad you live in Pennsylvania. <sighs> Don't shout at others. And that would be the first thing I want to call to your attention today because shouting oftentimes doesn't have the, the outcome that we want it to have in our life. 
And I want to remind you this this morning. As we're talking about shouting, the reality is some people shout awful loud without ever raising their voice. Do you know what I mean? A lot of people, people use social media and other things to, to, to shout and try and shout other people down or shout at other people. So when we're talking about shouting today and not shouting at other people, we need to be very careful that we recognize that sometimes our shouting is not something that we verbalize, but sometimes it's something else that we do with our words or even with our actions. So don't shout at others. And I have a great verse about this that, that I want you to, to, to memorize, to remember. As a matter of fact, most of you have used this Bible verse in a conversation with someone at least once in your life, and I bet you didn't even know it was in the Bible. Okay? Do you want to know what it is? Sure, you, you don't. You all want to know. Okay. Here it is. It's 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. Now, most of you, if I asked you to find 1 Thessalonians, you'd be, is that in the Old Testament or the New Testament? That's in the New Testament, okay? 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verses 11 and 12. Look, look at these words. Make it your ambition to lead a quiet life. Just let that part sink in for a minute. Now, here's the part you've used, and you didn't realize you were quoting Scripture. You should mind your own business. I mean, did you ever say that to somebody? I'm sure you have. Sure you have. You have said to somebody at some point in time, you should mind your own business. See, you were quoting Scripture, and you didn't even realize it. But it's right there. It's in the Bible. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 11. Make it your ambition to lead a quiet life. You should mind your own business and work with your hands, just as we told you, so that your daily life, your daily life, my daily life, may win the respect of outsiders. Paul was, Paul was writing to disciples of Jesus, and he wanted them to lead a quiet life. Not a noisy one, not one where they shouted at other people, but a quiet life. The kind of life that, that becomes questionable. Questionable in the sense that people start asking us questions. Why are you the way you are? Now, Paul admonishes us to lead a quiet life. He says, don't shout at people. You don't need to shout at people. He says, lead a quiet life, mind your own business, and people will respect you. Now, I wonder how much better the witness of Jesus would be in our culture if Christians actually practiced what the Scripture tells us to do. Think about that for a minute. 
If we actually practice this, if we didn't get in the face of people who constantly are, are thinking differently or acting differently in us, if we didn't get in their face, but if we live the kind of life that will win the respect of outsiders, do you think it would be different? Do you think people's opinion of Christians would be different? I think it would be much different. Now, somebody's going to come back to me and say, but pastor, aren't we supposed to speak up? Well, of course we are. <laughs> but it's all in the way that we do it. And so Peter, another one of the apostles, he wrote to the disciples of Jesus in a letter that's entitled 1 Peter. And in the third chapter, in verses 15 and 16, this is what he said. He said, if someone asks you about your hope as a believer... Again, if your life is questionable to the point that people look at you and say, there is something different about you, you have a hope that the rest of the world doesn't have, tell me about it. If someone asks about your hope as a believer, always be ready to shout at them. No, explain it. And then how are we supposed to explain it? He says, do this in a what? In a gentle and respectful way. Keep your conscience clear, he says. Then if people speak against you, they will be ashamed when they see what a good life you live because you belong to Christ. Gentle and respectful. No shouting. No shouting. See, as disciples of Jesus, our lives should shout to people, not our voices. And what our lives should shout to people is that we have a hope that is within us that has transformed our lives, and that's what they should hear loudly coming from us. We don't need to shout in people's faces. We need to do what Scripture says. We need to mind our own business. We need to lead a quiet life. The kind of life that people will respect. So what should we do? Let's get to the positive side of this message, okay? Well, here's what you should do. You should shout with others. You should shout with others. Um, you attend an event where people are shouting, sporting event, a concert, maybe even during a sermon. Well, not too likely here. But uh, what do you do when someone else shouts? What do you do? I mean, if you were if you were in Beaver Stadium yesterday and a hundred thousand people were shouting, they might have been soaking wet, but they were shouting. What do you do? You shout along with them. And, and I, I started the message, or I started the service today by reminding you about this, this Swiss study that I found about the positive side of screaming and shouting. And what they discovered in all of their, in all of their study was that shouting is contagious. Shouting is contagious. When you start shouting, somebody else is going to start shouting as well. 
It, it, it was just something about it. It was so fascinating. In the, in the article that I was reading, they had a picture of, and I remember this because I'm old. Some of you might remember this, uh, about the, the Beatles, when the Beatles came to America. And when, when the Beatles just appeared, all the little teenage girls just went, ah, you know, right? Right? They didn't do anything. They just, ah, you know. And your moms and dads at that time, if, if you, you know, if you were at home, your mom and dad were like, what's going on? I don't understand. But, but the, it's just the power of the scream. It unites people. Screaming is a, a communal bonding experience. That's what, that's what these Swiss researchers figured out. And when we shout with others, what we're really doing is we're socializing behaviors that draw people together. When we shout, we're socializing one another to draw together. And when the psalmist wrote the words of Psalm 100, what the psalmist had in mind was this is a, this is a song that people are going to sing as they go together to worship God in the temple. Now, now this, is, this is really important because, so I want you to understand, somewhere back in ancient history, maybe, you know, 100 years ago, I don't know, somebody came up with this idea that our faith was personal. Oh, my faith is personal. I don't talk about my faith. Oh, my faith is personal, you know. I, I, I worship God on the 19th green very well, just, just by myself, out on a mountain, you know. It's a personal thing. I don't know what Bible you're reading, but that's not in the Bible. Your faith is not a personal thing. It is a community thing. It is not a personal thing. It is a community thing. And if there is anything that the church should, could learn today, it is that the, that, that, that the disciples of Jesus don't practice a personal faith. We practice a community faith. It is something that we do together, and it is not just a solo thing that we do wherever we may find ourselves. Maybe somebody would like to shout about that. Amen. Thank you. I could just go on for an hour there, but I won't. When the people were going into the temple, it wasn't a personal experience. It was a communal experience. And think about this for a moment. Are you going to go anywhere else this week where you're going to start singing with a whole lot of other people? I mean, short of going maybe to a concert or something, is there any other kind of event that you're going to go to this week where everybody's going to start singing? No. Okay. You're not. You know one of the only places where we get together and sing with people anymore? In church. Why? Because it's a communal experience. We experience it together. Okay? And, and let, me just, let me just say this, okay? When we come together and, and when we sing on a Sunday morning, 
Some of you, some of you walk into this room, some of you might be watching online, and you're like, I can't sing today. Oh, no, 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 I don't mean that kind of singing. You can't sing. There's some of you that make a joyful noise, but, but some of you just, you don't want to sing. You don't want to sing at all because of something that's happened in your life, and you can't find the words to sing. And you know what? On that day, the most important thing you can do is to sing at the top of your lungs. Because the person who's sitting behind you might not be able to sing that day, but when you sing, they have hope. They have a reason. They have a reason to believe when they see you singing, that maybe, maybe there is a reason to sing. Maybe there is a reason to have hope. That is why we gather and sing together, because sometimes it's not about what I'm trying to express. It's what someone beside me needs to see. So shout when you come to church. Not only because you have something to be thankful for, but because maybe somebody else needs to be reminded that there's a reason to shout. Psalm 95 drives this whole communal nature of worship home with us. And, and the, there's, the psalms sort of have sections that go together. And Psalm 95 is connected to, to, to Psalm 100. And, and, and look at the communal nature here. What does it say? Come let me sing for joy to the Lord. Let me shout aloud. No, it doesn't say that at all, does it? What does it say? It says, come let us. Come let us sing. Come let us shout. Come let us. Let us come before him with thanksgiving. We need the community of people with which we regularly shout. That's why we gather together, because we want to shout. And what do we shout about? Well, third point today, we shout about God. Yeah, we shout about God. I mean, it's easy to shout about about or shout at people and shout bad news. We're we're very good at that. Okay? We're very good at shouting at and about bad things. But God has done so much good that what we need to be doing in our daily life is shouting about the goodness, the faithfulness, and the love of God. The first, fourth verse of Psalm 100 says this, Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. Now let me just ask a simple question. When was the last time you actually shouted about the goodness and the faithfulness and the love of God in your life and maybe in the life of other people? I'm so thankful that Miriam came today to tell us all thank you. Because suddenly I'm like, wow, people are really appreciative. When was the last time you actually shouted about the goodness and the faithfulness and the love of God in your life and in the life of other people? And not just on a Sunday morning. 
because it's easy to do that on a Sunday morning. I mean, what about on Monday morning or what about on Friday morning? What about on Wednesday when you're like, it's Wednesday. See, what we talked about last week was the fact that during a season of gratitude, which should mark all of our lives, we have to become more aware of the blessings of God in our life. Remember we talked about it last week, about how our moms and our dads used to want to run around and teach us just by, by giving us the cue, what do you say? Yeah, that's right. What do you say? Thank you. No, we, we don't need to just use the words, but we need to have this feeling, this awareness of thankfulness. And it needs to be, needs to be a daily thing for all of us. And, it, and it, it's important because the next generation needs to hear it. So I want to close with this, with this word from Psalm 145.4 where it says, Let each generation tell its children of your mighty acts. Let them proclaim your power. It's been said that our faith is never more than a generation from ceasing to exist. And that's because if we don't tell the next generation what there is to shout about God for, they're never going to know. We need to tell the good news. We need to shout the good news because the next generation needs to hear it. So let's recap real quick. First thing, don't, don't shout at others. Very good. Got that part down. Okay. Second thing, shout with others. Third thing, shout about God. Very good. All right. Yesterday's verse of the day from the Bible, from the Bible app was Colossians 3, 2, and it says, set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. I think if we, we remember that today, it will help us to recognize that if we're going to shout about God and shout with other people, we need a, we need a different perspective. So, so don't get caught up in looking around, okay? Look up. Shout your praise to the Lord. Last week, as we closed the service, we were talking about this, the story of the ten lepers, and, and we made mention that Luke talks about the one who came back, the one who ran into his mom on the way to the temple, remember? And his mom said, did you say thank you? And he went back and said thank you to Jesus. Luke makes a point in that passage to say that he went back praising God with a loud voice. If you have something to thank God for, do it with a shout. Do it with a loud voice. Because we are people who live with gratitude. Always, everywhere, in every situation. We'll pick up on that next week. Thank you for joining us on the Lingostown Life Podcast. If this message was meaningful to you, we hope you will leave a review and share it with others. If you want to know more about our church or would like to attend a service or community event, find out more on www.lingostownlife.org. God bless you and may you go forth and love God and love others.